Thank you for tuning in to Ask the Experts podcast. I really appreciate each and every one who come back week in and week out to listen, learn, and grow. I so truly appreciate your valuable time. Now, how many people would like to get connected to an expert to help you scale your business? Well, Ask the Experts helps you get connected. Now, I'm excited to have the amazing Tanya Gossage. She's had 34 years of corporate experience. She played a pivotal role in the company's growth. She took the company from millions to billions in assets. And Tanya has now pursued passion into the entrepreneurial space. She is a high performance coach, consultant, trainer, economist for media marketing and money magazine. She is a podcast host and she helps entrepreneurs grow money ties, their visibility and influence. Tonya, I'm so truly grateful. Thank you. And welcome to Ask the Experts. Thank you, Alka. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. I've looked forward to this for the last couple of weeks since we've had it scheduled. Thank you. Wonderful. No, my pleasure. So, Tonya, why don't you share with us what is your backstory and what inspired you to do what you are doing today? And incorporate, how did everything get started for you? So share with us your backstory. Okay, that's a great story, an interesting story. So I'll tell you, so 34 years in corporate, I started when I was just about 12 years old, they say, Um, not literally, but very young. I um, started in banking. I started from the bottom and worked myself up to a director EVP position. And that was my goal. And so I'll tell you that um, I dropped out of college because I married early out of high school and I had a dream. I had a big why. I had a mission, a vision, a passion and a purpose to do something big because I did drop out of school. Now, I will tell you that the mission that I had was maybe what some would call not so pretty at the time, Mm -hmm. because I wanted to show people that more so my classmates and my family that I could do something better and greater than they. Okay, so that's why I say maybe it wasn't so pretty. It was more about proving something than it was achieving something for myself at the time. But as time grew on, it was it did become more about me. So I'll tell you that I wanted to be able to make it to the top of a company banking, per se, um, because that was my goal. I wanted to make it to the top without this college degree, Alka. And early in that career, I had a boss who took me under his wing, more or less, and taught me the value of setting goals. And he said to me, I knew what goals were all about, Alka, but he Mm -hmm. taught me a level of setting goals that were way beyond the scope of what I understood. And he asked me that day to write down three goals that I had. And he said, and I want you to write down how you're going to achieve those goals. For each goal, write down three things that you're going to do every single day to get to those goals. And I did this in his office. And once I did, he said to me, I then want you to take the step of visualizing yourself getting to the end goal of each of those goals. And as I began to really understood what that meant, it was a level and a practice and a daily habit that I formed 
of literally dressing the part of something, Alka, seeing myself doing the thing that it was that I wanted to do. And what he did not know was I wanted his job. And I'm cutting out some steps here so that because it's a long story. Right. But I wanted his job. Long story short was I took steps to do certain things to Uh get his job. And I did get his job. And that started a habit for me of setting goals, setting milestones to get to that goal. And mindset and visualization, Alka, is what has got me to every success goal that I've ever wanted. But I will tell you, that set the stage for the next promotion, the next promotion, the next promotion. And when I left there, 34 years later, I was the director and EVP of retail banking and training. So I, the last three years of that job, I was stressed out, burnt out, and I needed something different. And so I left there to start the career that I have in entrepreneurship today. And so I'll stop there and let you prompt me where you want me to lead next. But this, the journey that I started was a journey of not really knowing what I was, where I was going to head. I had no business name. I had no bank checking account. I had nothing when I started, nothing. And so I started the business with the very first check that I got when I started the business. And that's okay. Yes. And you know what? And that's okay because we all need to start somewhere. Yes. And I love what you just, what you just said. You didn't have a background in, in the banking industry. You didn't have the background and, and you didn't have the college education, but you know, to me, and I, and I see a lot of people talk about this, that, oh, you know, you know, I wanted this job, but I'm not qualified. You don't, you, you don't have to have a paper qualification, right? And I, I see a lot of friends and family talk about this, that, oh, I wanted this promotion, but I didn't get it because I didn't have the paper qualification. Now, it comes down to having the intellect are you intelligent? And when I talk about intelligent, can you adapt to the job easily when you're trained? And so if you're trainable, you're coachable, like your your coach, your um, your boss, he trained you. And then mm-hmm. he told you to write down goals, you executed on those goals. So mm-hmm. how important is to visualize, like you said, you start with the end goal mm-hmm. and to have in the end goal, to pursue your dreams, the direction you are headed. How important is it, people listening to, and for an entrepreneur starting out, how important is it to have, to visualize or maybe do affirmations that will help you in your direction? Okay, it's extremely important because number one, you have to have that mindset Mm -hmm. to know number one, where you want to get, and you can't let the negativity set in. It it will try to set in. It right. will try to attack you. You have, um, you have this little enemy that tries to come to set on your shoulder and say, oh, you can't do that. Oh, you're not good enough. Oh, what is everybody going to say about you? Right. Oh, you know, all these things. And you just have to say, And maybe even you call that little person by name and you say, I'm not listening to you today. Get away because I know in my mind I'm going somewhere and I'm going to get there and I'm visualizing myself there. I'm dressing that part. And and the thing that is so important, too, about that is to always be aware of what's going on around you. Because that's, that's very critical to the visualization too, Mm -hmm. because I was always watching the mentors and the leaders that were in other higher roles than me, 
because I didn't have someone always telling me exactly the steps I had to take. I had to self-teach myself because I didn't have that college background and I didn't have, I didn't have a book saying, okay, here's the steps to leadership or here's this. I just, I had to watch. And so I was like, okay, I noticed this manager over here doing these things. I noticed Mm -hmm. this manager dressing this particular way. So I need to mimic what they're doing. Um, And so in my mind, I would visualize myself managing the way they were managing. Mm -hmm. I would visualize myself doing the things they were doing. And so as you begin to visualize those things, you're training your mind to act in that way. So when you act positively, you train your mind um, to believe certain ways, it will. If you're constantly feeding it trash and negativity and junk food, you know, Mm -hmm. you feed it junk food all the time, you gain weight. You feed it negative food all the time, negative stuff comes out. So that's, it's, it's so important to, you know, be around the right people and to feed it the right things. But it's difficult too for some people. And you could, you could strive to be positive and do exactly the steps that you did to model, mimic, master the, the right people around you, your boss, your peers, but you could be in an environment that could be toxic. How you would you say, how does that help? If you're trying to be positive, but you're around the negativity, the toxic environment. That could happen. It could. And I tell people today when I'm coaching them and even family members, you know, I tell them, if you want to change and you truly want to change and you want to move forward, you have a choice to make. Yes. You have a choice and you can make the decision that you're comfortable in this negative position that you're in and you don't want to move out of that position because you're comfortable. Being comfortable in negativism is easy. Mm-hmm. It's easy. But making that step forward to a positive change, it's the ground is shaky and it's hard because people are saying, oh, well, look at her, look at him. What are they trying to accomplish? They're on a mission. They're, you know, they're trying to be goody, goody two shoe or whatever the case may be. It is hard to, it is hard to make that step. And I tell people when you make that decision People are going to start being uncomfortable around you. So either they're going to make a decision that they don't want you in their circle anymore, or you are going to make a decision. You don't want to be in that circle anymore. Hmm. So it actually becomes an easy decision because you are wanting to make the decision They're wanting to make the decision. So it becomes a common decision that you need to separate. Right. You're just both having the problem telling each other. So just go ahead and make the move. And when you make the positive move, they're going to go like, oh, this is over. We didn't have to be the ones to make the move. And we don't have to be stressed out that we have to tell her Mm -hmm. we don't want her in our circle anymore. And you can go on feeling so great Mm -hmm. that you can go find new friends because there are people out there that now want you in their circle because they want to help you be successful. You would be amazed at how many people want to help you be successful. Right. (laughs) And, and, you know, if people want to help you to be successful, you too got to play a part you too have got to want to be successful surround yourself with positive like-minded people as you and I we are in a group of 10x with Grant Cardone so we have no choice but to really elevate ourselves and to be surrounded 
So now, now that you're into the, you switched, you pivoted from corporate into the entrepreneurial space and, you know, congratulations for really taking that leap because you also mentioned that, you know what, you weren't passionate and you got to be passionate when you enter into any endeavor, you got to be passionate and you got to be willing to work at that business that you are endeavoring into. Now, talk to us about high performance coach. What does high performance coach mean? So high performance, I have always, when I first started my business, mm-hmm. um, I had a tagline that said, um, performance, um, gosh, I haven't you, you used it in so long, I've almost forgot it. Uh, performance drives growth. And it does. When you perform, mm-hmm. You actually do the work, you're going to drive growth to whatever it is that you do. No matter if you are an athlete, mm-hmm. you get out there and you perform, you're going to do great things because you are out there every day performing. Yeah. If you are out there creating content and you're performing every day, your content gets better. And so, one of the things for me, is what I have learned. I I consider myself an excellent connector, networker, connector, and I feel like I connect people well. And so one of the things that, that I help people do is I'm always connecting people to help them find business. And so, um, When I work with people, you know, I'm working with them to teach them how to network, how to build relationships, how to find the next influence. I always say you're one relationship away. Yes. From getting it big. You don't know when the next person is that you're going to meet that is going to drive your growth through the roof. And so... When you're always performing, whether it it doesn't matter what you're doing, just always be driven to perform. Mm -hmm. And so just teaching people, whether again, it's, it's getting visibility, it's influence, it's the systems that they use. I have gone through Alka, a lot of systems. Mm -hmm. I'm a technology geek. I will just, I claim that. I am a geek when it comes to technology. And I help people today audit the systems that they use. And I will say, you don't need this. You don't need this. You don't need this. Let's replace those monthly things with these lifetime subscriptions. You only need these few things to run your business. And so to me, again, performing at a high level is getting rid of the things that you don't need, sticking with the things that you do need. Let's automate your business as much as we can. And you are going to perform at a high level and you're going to be able to go far. So it's working smarter, not harder. Pretty much. So yes. In the beginning, as entrepreneurs, in the beginning, we want to do everything. We think, okay, well, if we work hard, keep on hustling and grinding and work hard, you know, that is the way. But it's how you help individuals to work smarter and then you can reap the rewards at the end. Now, Tanya, you took the company, you took the company's growth from millions to billions in assets. And of course, that takes, that would have taken some kind of vision a long-term plan what was the vision and the plan that you had initially for the company taking to where the company was to millions to into the billions in assets that requires a tremendous amount of vision and planning can you share with us the steps that entrepreneurs listening what can they do what is required So, yeah, so um, obviously I didn't do all of that on my own. I was on a team, but um, being on the executive team, I was, um, I was so fortunate. 
um, to be with a company that gave me the opportunities that they did because I ran um, and was on many projects and we grew quickly. We acquired <clears throat> and converted 15 banks in seven years. So we grew rapidly. Yes. And one of the things that I was responsible for um, as I worked with my boss very closely, we were responsible for um, some company growth. And we brought in um, a gentleman uh, as a consultant and we were going to put in a customer relationship management system. And I'll never forget this situation. The gentleman came in yeah. and he yeah. was bringing in a piece of technology and I was in this room with the marketing uh, director at the time, and she was sharing with me that I was going to be the project manager over this project. And this gentleman was talking about all this technology. It was so yeah. over my head. I had no clue what the guy was talking about, Alka. Yeah. And when he left the room, I looked at her and I said, are you sure I can do this? Because... Yeah. I did not understand one thing that man said, right. not one thing. And so my next conversation with him, I told him, I said, I did not understand anything you said. <laughs> and so for me to work with you on this project, you're going to have to dumb it way right. down. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so the next time he came to the bank, he brought me a book to explain the technology to me. <laughs> I have to tell you, I helped him build, Alka. I helped him build out that CRM system. That's something I'm so proud of to this day because I went from knowing nothing to becoming an expert in that system and helped him build it. We built all of the marketing campaigns and my boss and I and the marketing team, we built out campaigns that made the bank millions of dollars. We saved the bank millions of dollars, but mm -hmm. I, I have to tell you, we built these campaigns. Um, I wish I could go into details, but I can't because of confidentiality, but right. we made the company mm -hmm. so much money, but yeah, it was something that I, to this day, I'm so proud of. And one of my very first consulting jobs after I started my entrepreneurship. Obviously, mm -hmm. I don't do bank consulting anymore. Uh, that was what I first did and decided right. I put myself right back in my banking job. Mm -hmm. But I had the opportunity to work with that gentleman again and and help a bank implement that tool and train them in their bank. Isn't yes. that amazing? Yes. yes. And so it was such a great opportunity to turn around and do that a second time with another bank after I left. But yeah, it, that was one of the biggest accomplishments that I've been so proud of, of going from not understanding the technology at all to mm -hmm. helping build the whole thing and then turn around and making the bank so much money. No, that is yeah. amazing. That is so good. Well, congratulations for doing that and taking those steps forward and working with the same gentleman who was obviously impressed by you yeah. for what you had done that he called you back. So yeah. Tanya, you you grew the company, the company, the visibility, and now, you know, can you share with us what are the strategies? Give us some examples of the visibility strategies that you now help entrepreneurs to grow and monetize their visibility and their influence. So entrepreneurs listening to the show, share with us the steps that they can take to maybe monetize or maybe the visibility strategies, because as entre entrepreneurs, when we're starting out, you know, we may be broke. We may not have any financial background. So how can one start off in their journey? You know, Alka, I'm going to tell you, when you first start, it seems so complicated. Right. But it is not complicated at all, but it starts with understanding who you are as a person. Hmm. And I've had to learn that. And 
what I am doing today, again, is not what I started off my business doing. And um, I had to hire a, a personal branding coach, first of all, to, to help me get there. Um, I had to learn who I was as a person. Mm -hmm. And that's where I start with people. That's the first thing I ask people is number one, I need to understand that you know who you are, Alka, as a person. And I know you do um, because I've heard you talk. Um, but you have to know who you are because once you understand who you are in your skin, you can start getting the visibility and growing the influence of the person and the business that you want to become. But it takes that step first. And you have to, there's some junk. I'll just tell you, there's some junk you have to get rid of. I'm sure there is. Yes. yes. There <laughs> is. Yeah. Yes. There's some junk that you have to get rid of. And um, going through that process is a little bit hard. But but once you do that, it become the process then becomes a whole lot easier. Um, I had to get rid of the label that I was a banker. I was a banker for so many years. Mm -hmm. And as a banker, I hid behind a curtain. I hid behind a curtain that I couldn't post on social media. I couldn't be myself on social media. I was a banker everywhere I went. I went to the grocery store. I was a banker. I was a, um, I was a label of the bank. I, anybody that saw me, saw me as the professional corporate individual. They didn't see me as a person as Tanya Gossage. They didn't see me as a human. They saw me as a financial institution. Mm -hmm. And so we need to understand who, who are you first? And once I got rid of the label mm -hmm. and I could understand who I was, I love to have fun. That's my license plate. Have fun. I've had that, that license plate for years, but I never allowed myself to have fun. I never allowed it because I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't. And so once I got rid of all those things, I could show up on social media as me. And so then understanding how social media wants you to show up. They want you to show up on Facebook one particular way. They want you to show up on Instagram one particular way. They want you to show up on LinkedIn one particular way. And so once you understand the way they want you to show up and you start showing up those ways. I remember when my coach said, today, you're going to do a reel. I was like, I can't do a reel. <laughs> you get paralyzed. I, I can't do that. I know me too. Like I just get paralyzed. I'm doing something what I, you know, I know I have to be in that platform and, you know, we get that paralysis of analysis. But when I start working with people and when I, when I can do them now without makeup, without my hair done, I can do it because I know who I am. I know who I am. And when we start going through that process and then I teach people how to have conversations and how to reach out to influencers, it just starts working, Alka. It just starts working. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting invitations from people I would have never dreamed. Amazing. Never dreamed. Amazing. It is amazing. And I'm, I want to do that same thing for thousands and millions of other people. And I'm going to. And um, so that's how it works. And again, the second piece to that is using the right systems mm -hmm. that allows you to be visible and allows you to reach the right influencers. Right. It all, those things work together. Visibility, influence, systems, and automation, and being in a community, not a Facebook group, not a Facebook group, a community. A positive. And people are gonna, 
people are going to see me talking about communities a lot, like within the next two weeks, because I'm going to launch a community. And, and, and so people that are a part of that are going to grow from this community, but more to come on that. But that's how you get visibility and influence is it is tough until you realize who you are. Now, Tanya, you, absolutely. And now you touched on who you are, because n- most of us, myself included, when I first got started into the entrepreneurial space, I used to think I had to work on the external is what I right. is what I wanted. But most people, we fall into this trap. We have mm-hmm. to work on the internal. Like I said, who are you? Who are you becoming? It's not who you were or back in the past or where you're going. It's who are you? So right. what I'm hearing you say, you've got to be authentic. When you shop on yeah. social media and when you mm-hmm. are influencing other people by your message, you've got to mm-hmm. be authentic. You've got to be relatable to yes. people. Yes. Would, would you say that's one of the ways too, how you can start to navigate the mm-hmm. social media platform and to get people really engaged mm-hmm. in your content? Absolutely. It is. It absolutely. And there's, it's finding out and asking people on your social media, really what they're looking for. You know, you and I are podcasters. Mm -hmm. I ask my audience, what do you prefer? Audio or video? Right. And I ask what, what type of content do you like? I found out there's tons of people that love crime. They want to listen to crime when they're driving. Oh, That's crime. What they yes. <laughs> yeah, crime. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, you learn a lot about your audience and, and people in your Facebook and in LinkedIn just by asking them questions. Mm-hmm. And you learn a lot. I mean, I did a post about candy corn. <laughs> What's candy you corn? Candy corn. I said, it's, it's only a U.S. candy. And it's, and it used to be called chicken feed. You wouldn't believe the comments. You wouldn't believe it. And people want to talk about nonsense stuff. I mean, in all seriousness, they want to talk about something that they can just relate to. They want to be relatable, you know? And so when you occasionally just do a poll, mm-hmm. you ask people what they like, what they like, your feed will go crazy. I'm going to tell you something about Facebook. Yes. Um, I have been in algorithm heaven. That's what I call it. Algorithm heaven since um, the end of July going into August. Mm-hmm. I have gotten two awards from Facebook um, recently. It started off with my anniversary and birthday. And so I got the birthday, happy birthdays. Immediately after that was over, this is important audience, Alka's audience, listen to this. If you want to start getting comments and engagement, on social media, especially on your Facebook, I want you to go post this post and you can post a picture graphic to go with it. Mm-hmm. If you want to, I did not. All I put out there was Brussels sprouts. Yes or no. That simple. That simple. I got over 250 comments. Wow. 200 and then you need to respond to every single comment. Now you're going to get tired of saying the same thing over and over, but you can ask them, do you season them? Do you boil them? Uh Do you fry them? Do you bake them? Do you, have you tried them at this restaurant? Have you tried them at this restaurant? Oh, I love them that way too. Mm-hmm. You just get creative in the way that you respond to people. But the more you respond, 
the more Facebook's going to put that post out there and the more comments you're going to get. Now, here's a trick. Do not respond to every comment all at the same time. Respond to about 15 or 20, depending on how many you have, and stop. Let some more algorithm posts come in uh -huh. or comments come in. The next day, go answer some more. Let and how often should you do the polls and the surveys? I do them just occasionally. I try to do one a month of something like that. Mm -hmm. So I did the Brussels sprouts. Then I did the candy corn. And now that Halloween's coming up, I need to do something else. Right. And then I'll do something for Thanksgiving. And then I'll do something for Christmas. And then I'll probably do something for Martin Luther King. You know, because there's a, and then Valentine's Day, there's always something coming up. And so you can do something like that. If they don't know what to do, mm -hmm. use chat PT. Go out and say, give me some interesting, um, you know, act as a social media marketer, expert social media marketer, and give me some, give, give me 50, um, social media post for um, um, interesting um, recipes. It could, be recipes. it could be anything. I think what I put out there was, um, um, I can't remember the word that I used, but it was, I mean, I got the thing for the candy corn of it being an odd um because it told me that the candy corn was a, a chicken feed. Right. Uh, an, an interesting fact, a fun fact. That's what I said. Give me some fun facts, facts yeah. that would be interesting engagement post for social media. Okay. So, Tanya, we have so many social media platforms. There are new ones coming. We've got ChatGPT. For someone like me and most people, they they may not be using ChatGPT or they may not know what is ChatGPT, what does it do? Can you share with us what is ChatGPT? I've heard so much about it, but I don't use it. You don't use it. Oh, I Alka. don't. Well, not you and, I need, you and I need to get on Zoom and let me show you how to use Maybe. it. <laughs> ChatGPT could help you so much in, in your marketing. Um, but ChatGPT is, um, it is an, artificial intelligence tool mm -hmm. that you provide it or feed it prompts. And when you input a prompt, it provides you output to the prompt that you put in. Right. So you tell it to act as a certain professional, act as a digital marketer, act as an expert social media strategist, act as a uh, Forbes content writer, mm -hmm. you know, and you, and then, and then after you give it or tell it what type of professional to be, you tell it then what you want your output to be. And then it gives you that output. And then if that output is not specific enough to what you want, yeah. you can say, this is great. However, give this now to me in more of a casual tone or funny tone, or put this in bullet points, put this in a chart. Wow, it's amazing. It is so amazing. Mm -hmm. It is so amazing. It has cut hours of time out of every week for me. That's so good. And I love the, and I love where AI is going, artificial intelligence, because it's really, uh, you know, it's a technology, it's here to stay. And for most of us as entrepreneurs, we need to adapt because AI is not going anywhere. And what I am seeing, AI is helping most people um, like even in schools, I heard that in schools, it can do your assignment. How, <laughs> how scary can that be? It can do your assignment. 
Yes. But AI, we need to adapt. We need to pivot to these new technologies. The, the artificial intelligence can write landing pages, create right. websites. It can do, it can write a book. It can author a book. It yes. can do all of those things for you. The thing that you have to be careful about is not necessarily feeding it your personal information. You can give it things about your business as, you know, I've told it I'm a high performance coach. You know, I've told it a little bit about my podcast. Um, I even sometimes get podcast questions. If, if there's somebody I'm interviewing and I'm like, gosh, I'm not familiar with that industry. So I don't know what types of questions. Yeah. Yeah. So it's helped me uh, create questions for the interview, but you just don't want to feed it, you know, your, your personal information. That's where security comes in. And we all know that we don't give social media platforms our, our information. So we wouldn't want to give that our information either. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, with AI, there's always that downside. I mean, with anything, there's always that positive and the negative to it or the upside and the downside to what we need to do. So, Tanya, I want to talk about you started your business, like when you got into the entrepreneur space. Now, for most people, venturing into a new business can be scary. It can be difficult because... Um, I remember when I started my business in the health and fitness industry, had no prior knowledge of the health and fitness space, but because I had a vision of how I wanted my boutique fitness studio. So when we are venturing into a business or a startup of any kind, it is scary. And for most of us, if we fail, we give up. What would you say? What what was what is your key point that you would like to share? Is when you are propelling yourself into starting a venture of any kind, if you fail, what should you do? Even given the environment that it could be a competitive environment, what should you do in those moments? You know, number one, I would say never give up. Mm-hmm. Never give up. The, the piece of advice that I would give for someone who is starting a business, yes. and I said this yesterday on, a, on another podcast, I said, when you're starting a business, save yourself a lot of headache, stress, and money by hiring you a coach first out of the gate. Because if you hire you a coach first out of the gate, Mm-hmm. You are going to save money and time because you're going to eliminate a lot of the errors that other people have made yeah. because they're going to yeah. help you not make the costly mistakes that you're going to make if you don't hire a coach. I made those mistakes. I did not hire a coach first out of the gate. Um, as I mentioned, um, I've already pivoted once and, but if you do make a mistake, don't be afraid to say I messed up. Now let me pivot and go another route. Right. Don't ever give up. Don't give up. I mean, look at how many Nate King, I was at the vid summit, um, YouTube conference this, this past week and Nate King, Oh my goodness. So famous YouTuber. Right. He probably started, I mean, he just went one after another, after another, after another business that he started that failed before he finally, Mm -hmm. finally hired a coach and made it to his millions. So, you know, we don't need to just give up. So hire a coach first out of the gate. But I mean, COVID, Alka, nearly wiped me out. I mean, nearly did me in. And I could have given up and said, okay, I've got to go back to corporate. But I told my husband, I am not throwing in the towel. I am not giving up. I am not a quitter. I am strong and I'm going to try something else. I mean, I ended up, I had five staff members I and 
I can't let them all go hungry. They need me. I'm sticking with this, you yeah. know, and we did and we made it. And so um, you just, the best thing to do is hire a coach out of the gate and avoid, avoid the costly mistakes. Had I done that, I mean, my business was very successful out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I had to hire five people, but then COVID came right. and there are things that cause setbacks. And, um, when I made a decision that I didn't want to be the banker, I wanted to be me and I shifted. I'm now crazy in love with what I do now. That crazy is amazing. That's amazing. And I, and I love that crazy in love because you got to be in love. You got to be passionate. And you mm-hmm. talked about when you, when in corporate, you know, you, you, the reason why you left, I mean, we'd have to go in, into the logistics, but anyone who leaves corporate, either they're not satisfied, and I'm sure, you know, they made promises to you as, you know, they will do. And then it's up to us as to why, what happens. Either we're not passionate about that job anymore. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't serve us the purpose, but now, and it's important to find your purpose, to find what are you passionate about? What what do you love? Mm-hmm. And now you, you, you love what you do. I love it. I So in my corporate career, I had actually reached my goals. You know, my goal was to make it to the top, be in that corporate executive. And I really, I, I made it, in my mind, as far as I could go. I mean, I was underneath my boss who was the second from the top. I mean, it was the CEO and then it was him. And then I was there. Obviously there were some other people at my layer, but I didn't see anywhere else I could go. And, um, I'd been there 34 years. I had done everything Mm -hmm. and they were beginning to make some culture shifts. And really in that last three years, I just became bored Um, I wasn't challenged anymore. There wasn't Mm -hmm. anything else for me to work towards. And so as the culture shifts began to happen um, and I wasn't challenged, I became stressed and overwhelmed. And with with the new changes, it was one week we're going to do this. No, no, let's do this. No, let's do this. And it was just confusion. And and I was like, I don't have to do this. I don't have Mm -hmm. to do this. And so when my boss made the decision he was going to leave, I said, if my boss leaves, I'm gone. And two weeks later, I left right right behind him. I mean, he left and I left two weeks later. I mean, I called my husband and said, my boss just resigned. I'm out too. And he's like, whatever you want to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so, but, but I, at one time I loved and was crazy in love with that job. Yeah. And, but I just lost my passion the last three years. It was just, I was just going to work. And leaving, when I left, I felt the bulldozer of stress just rolling down my back. I I literally felt it. And, um, but today doing something that you love and that you're passionate about and being able to help people Mm -hmm. reach their goals and, and go from not making much money to making money and helping them get on stages and doing what they want. You can't ask for anything better. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. And absolutely, no, that is so beautiful. That is so beautiful and so powerful when you are in that position. You feel the, the satisfaction that you, you know, when you see your clients, you see the satisfaction knowing what you are doing. And you do, you feel absolutely light. You feel that load off of you that you're not in that stressful environment where there was no opportunities for growth or to be challenged in any way using your mind. Because, you know, we all have the best and the highest potential, but if it's not being utilized or, you know, by our boss, then there's just no point because life is too short. It's to do what you're passionate about and to be in, in this lifetime to have the purpose that you truly, you know, you truly love. Mm-hmm. You know, Alka, I tell people there's people today that are being let go from their jobs. Yeah. There's people in their jobs that aren't happy and they're scared to make the entrepreneurship move. Right. There's people that are entrepreneurs that they're struggling. And, you know, I tell people, 
if you're let go, don't, don't go to the retirement chair. Don't do that. You have a skill set. You have knowledge from that career. People are looking for information. People are looking. You can, I started a job from nothing. You can do it too. Listen, I, I struggled in school. I was a C student. I was not a straight A and a B student. I struggled to get B's. I was a C student. And if I can do it, if I can do it, they can too. It is all right here. It is all right here. People want to know that you have a passion to help them. Mm -hmm. They want to know. I was not passionate in school. I hated school. Me too. <laughs> you know, I did. I did not want to be there. I was there for the community. <laughs> I was there for the friends and the guys, you know, <laughs> I'll admit it. Um, but I, if I were in school today, I probably would make straight A's you know, with the knowledge that I have today, That's right. I've yeah. spent probably a million dollars on self-education now. Thanks. I've spent uh -huh. more than most people have in college, but, um, but if I can do it, other people can do it too. And if they're struggling, don't give up, change your mindset, figure out who you are because you have the skill set, you have the knowledge and just keep working. Hire you a coach. It doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be you. Go find the person that resonates with you and let them get you up to where you need to be so that you can make that income because you can make it. It's there. And there's people out there every day Googling uh, on YouTube. Yes. They're looking for you. Mm -hmm. They just, you just need to be visible. So they mm -hmm. can find you. <laughs> exactly. And you know, you can have a side hustle. You Maybe you could have your job. Mm -hmm. You may like it or you may not like it, but then also endeavor into a side hustle. That, that could be your passion. That could be your purpose. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So Tanya, my final question, and I ask all my guests this question, I just like to play along with my guests, is I want to ask you three truths. So three lessons per se. So everything that you have accomplished today, and I'm sure there's more to come that you will be accomplishing. If tomorrow you wake up and all your files are deleted, what are three lessons you want people to take away from you? bleeped out on me on the list. The three lessons that I want people to take away from what? From your teaching. From your, yes, learnings. Okay, so three lessons to take away from my uh, teachings if I lost yes. all of my files. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, I, I can give them. Number one is figure out who you are. Know who you are. Number two is be sure that you know what your big why is. Because that big why is going to drive you to everything you do. The other thing is, is um, have your values. It's, it kind of, they all kind of go together, but your values are going to drive you and don't let anybody move you from your values. Um, and, and if I can add to that, if you don't yes. mind, Go ahead. yes, I yes. want to add to that because in my business, there's been times that I've let people come in and kind of move me from my values. And as I've moved from those values, it's cost me money, time and stress. And when I've put my, when I put my blinders back on and I got serious with myself and I, I say, no, I'm not bringing this person into my ecosystem. I'm not going to this training session or this mm -hmm. whatever, because I've let people influence 
you know, my values, things began to blow up for me. Right. When I mm -hmm. stay fully focused to my mission, my vision, my purpose, my big why, things work out to my good and to the good of my clients and to the good of my family. Beautiful. And so, yeah, take, take all of this away and I will preach that till the day I die. Amen to that. I mean, this is so powerful. Absolutely. Any final thoughts that you would like to share? You know, I would just, I would just say, build your confidence, build your confidence because there were many times I didn't have it mm -hmm. and um, I would not speak it. I would not show it. And I've started using a phrase of create your own Barbie. And in the Barbie world, Barbie was an influence. Yes. She was beautiful. Mm -hmm. She had everything she wanted. And the people who played with Barbie went into a magical world and made Barbie do everything Barbie wanted. And the people who played with Barbie got everything they wanted in that magical world. And when I learned, it's going to make me cry. When I learned that I could create me as my mm. own Barbie. Yeah. I blossomed. And Beautiful. so. Beautiful. Yes. And so I changed my branding colors to add Barbie pink. And I did, I did. And I was like, there's a touch of Barbie in every female and there's a touch of Ken in every male. And we can go into that magical world. Gives me chill bumps. We can go into that magical world and we can be who we want to be if we believe. Yes, Tanya. Believe. You've just said goosebumps. I literally have just caught goosebumps. It's just, you know, it's just bringing me back. Not that I played with Bombay, but I love this. I love this. You talked about when we started the show about having your end goal. End goal, seeing, do you wish, how do you wish your life to be and to look like? Barbie, today, today, she's a legacy. Because she is. She's a legacy. She is. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, yeah. I woke up in the night. I woke up in the night one night mm -hmm. in the middle of the night, and it was just there. Create your own Barbie, Tanya. Create Beautiful. your own Barbie. Wow. And I called my coach the next day and I said, I have it. I'm going to tell the world to create their own Barbie, whether it's a, a, whether it's a female Barbie or whether it's a Ken Barbie. Beautiful. We have the power to create our own influence, mm -hmm. our mansion, whatever it is that we want. We have the power once we realize who we are to create our own. Absolutely. As Earl Nightingale says, if you conceive and you believe you will achieve there is no doubt. You're absolutely right. There is no doubt we cannot achieve, but we got to believe. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's when, I mean, that's when my whole world has opened up and mm -hmm. yeah. Beautiful. That's what I leave you with. So where can people connect with you and share more about you? So I am, there's a networking platform. If you're not on it, audience, you need to run there because it's powerful. It's called Alignable. Right, right yeah. now, it is not, um, it's not, it's only for um, the U.S. and Canada. Um, it's not outside of that yet, but Alignable. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook. Twitter. I'm not much on Twitter, but I do go there occasionally and LinkedIn. 
and I am creating a community. And if they want to know more about the community that I'm building to help businesses grow, there will be a free community that I will, that I'm going to give, give, give in so that people can create their world of influence. Um, they can send me a message through Facebook, but I plan to launch that within the next two weeks. Okay, wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. Tanya Gossage, everyone, it's just been such an amazing conversation. If you have been watching the show and you have not subscribed, subscribe to the channel, hit the like button so that we can provide more value and bigger the database, bigger the impact, bigger the guest we will have for you. So you know what to do. Subscribe to the channel, hit that like button, stay tuned for more Ask the Experts. See you soon, everyone. Bye for now. Oh, 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 oh,